Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 37 of our podcast that was originally recorded on August 18th of 2014. Both Gen Con and Gamescom are happening this week, so we have a lot of news to cover. Star Wars Imperial Assault board games coming out in 2015. I talk about a lot of Microsoft Idea Xbox games that are coming to the Xbox One. The Evolve beta is hitting the Xbox One in January. 13 years after being released, RuneScape's getting it first expansion. I talk about a bunch of PS4 updates that are coming out, including System 2.0 update, some of the games I played for the week, Hand of Fate, Rogue Legacy, and several card games, Sushi Go, Fleet, and Alien Frontiers. I also discuss what I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and this is episode 37 of the podcast. Um, we're recording this August 18th, 2014. Um, send us some emails. We can be found um, email wise, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, what I'm playing at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. Google Plus, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then Twitch, our Twitch TV channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Our normal viewing. Or our normal viewing, our normal streaming times of when I've normally been trying to stream. Um, I usually do a way back Wednesdays, on Wednesday of course, and then I usually do a Saturday night stream where I'm just. The past couple of weeks I've been playing Hand of Fate, um, and we will talk about that in the What I'm Playing Now section. Um, let's jump ahead to our weapon update, which is going to be our where we're doing some things of what I'm working on on the website. I'm still doing some things on the website. My wife has um, a couple of ideas of some things. Um, as far as for the podcast, maybe she will be sitting in with me um, on a couple podcasts up and coming. We'll have to see about that. Um, other than that, still just working on the website and trying to get other things in, in place. Work has been crazy the past couple of weeks. So um, this past week, I really haven't had much time to do much of anything other than just do the basic stuff of record videos and play games and try to basically prepare for tonight's podcast. So let's jump into some news stories. If you're a gamer, last week was one hell of a week to be a gamer. Uh, you pretty much had Gamescom going on over in Germany. You had Gen Con going over here in the U.S. So whether you're a video gamer or a board gamer, there was just pretty much tons of stuff that you could that you could be doing game-wise. Um, more more games were announced and more things were. Um, We're, we're talked about then I, I I could even fit into one podcast so trying to pick the stories for this week were, were really difficult actually um, but I'm hoping that I picked uh, a lot of good stories to talk about I've included a couple board games to talk about a bunch of video game stuff to talk about uh, so I guess let's get to it so one of the first things that was announced at Gen Con there's a new Star Wars game coming out this new Star Wars board game coming out um, from Fantasy Flight Games and it is called it's Star Wars The Imperial Assault Board Game. Uh, I'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes. So if, if something sounds interesting that I'm talking about and you want to read more about it, you'll definitely be able to find uh, the website and web pages easy and more information on all this stuff. Uh, but the, this board game, the Star Wars board game, sounds really interesting and pretty cool. Uh, it basically has two facets to it. There is, um, it's kind of like two games in one. So there's an Imperial Assault part of the game where you're going to be um, 
in a skirmish against you and a friend. So it's basically kind of just like you two fighting against each other, one playing um, Imperial or the Empire, the other playing the Rebel. The other part of the game is going to be um, a part of the game where one person is going to be playing as the Empire and the other um, other one person or up to three other people, so f you know four people against one possibly because the game can handle five people, um, will be playing different types of missions uh, that are kind of like a storyline. It sounds like there's going to be like 30 different missions you can play through in this game. Uh, and it it sounds pretty cool. I, I like the way that there's kind of two aspects to the game. There's kind of two games in one. One where if you have more players, you can do um, follow a mo more of a storyline within the game. The other one, if there's just you and a friend, you can pretty much just sit down and have a quick skirmish between the two of you and do do some battling. Um, check out check out the website. Like I said, links will be in the show notes. Looks pretty cool. Looks very interesting, and I'll definitely be following this one. And it doesn't come out till 2015, so we got a little bit of a little bit of time for this to come out. Uh, but I have a feeling this will be one that I'm, I'm hoping to see down at board game night um, when that does come out. Going to jump over to some Gamescom news. Uh, so, ID at Xbox is basically Microsoft's initiative for indie developers. Uh, on on the on the on the Xbox One system basically, and they announced a ton of stuff. I think a lot of the stuff may have already been mentioned before. I don't know if any of it was really new or not. I think I watched the one video that was on the Polygon page, and I think there were about 24 titles that they actually showed little couple of second clips for throughout the time. I'm going to pick up pick out some of the. Um, bigger titles or things that kind of interested me. Uh, Massive Chalice was one that was going to be in there. Um, Night Squad looked pretty cool. Um, no Time to Explain, pa Plague Inc. Involved, which is basically a game I had been playing on my phone is actually coming over there. Smite is going to be one of the first MOBAs that are probably going to be on Xbox One because I don't think that the... Um, I don't think the... Lord of the Rings game that was out on the PS3 has come out to any of the next-gen systems. I can't remember the name of that one, but that was one of the first MOBAs that I've seen kind of like on a console like that. Um, Threes is coming out, which kind of just made me laugh. There was a cool little game called The Escapists, um, which looks really cool. Um, and I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll have the, the link to the video that I got pretty much all of these titles from. Way too many titles, way too much to sit here and talk about each one individually. Another one is Super Hot, if you've actually seen this one. It's kind of like, um, I don't want to say it's like a first-person shooter, but you're kind of playing in first-person, and there's not a lot to the graphics, but time only moves when you do, and you're basically trying to shoot opponents that are on the level. They're pretty much all AI controlled. Uh, you can go out and actually play that one in your browser right now. Um, I believe it's just run through Unity. So I think most of these games, the, this is all the Xbox list. I have a feeling that most of these will probably be coming out on the PS3 as well. There may be some titles that are going to be exclusive to Microsoft for a time. I don't think any of the titles themselves were actually exclusive to Microsoft, period. Um, but I'm not too sure about that. I didn't look up all 25 titles and research them all. But um, I just wanted to kind of mention the article that I had found on Polygon and thought that it was just crazy the way they kind of just showed this video with the 25 different titles. So, 
Um, one of the other games that was mentioned for Microsoft was Evolve. This is actually coming out on both consoles as well. Um, it has been pushed back to January of 2015, I believe. Or, I take that back. It's been pushed back to 2015. The Beta for Xbox One will be out in January of 2015. The game is not coming out in January. Um, and it sounds like um, this the, the beta is going to be, I think, exclusive to Xbox. I don't know if it's going to be similar to the Destiny beta where um, like the PS4 players got to play it for a week before um, the Xbox One players did. I don't know if it's something like that. I don't know if it's timed exclusive or not. Um, but Evolve is scheduled to come out on February 10th. I believe it was supposed to come out in October originally. October was really bunched up at the beginning of the month with a lot of titles that were coming out. And it actually seems that a lot of those titles that were coming out in October have actually been either pulled back towards the end of September or actually pushed into 2015. So a lot of things have shifted around as far as release dates goes. Um, if you're not familiar with what Evolve is, Evolve is a game that is a multiplayer game where you can have four players that are controlling, let's say, like humanoid people um, that have different type of abilities like one could be a healer one could be a tank it, it, it's going to be like that type of that type of schema um and the other players or there'll be one player who will control a large beast of a sort um kind of like a great one we can say uh and it just looks like that game could be a lot of fun i've been thinking about getting destiny but after watching a lot of the evolve playthrough that i've seen evolve seems like i to me like i would probably enjoy it a little bit more so I'm, I'm not really too sure if I want to get Destiny, especially since I, I'm, like I've said before in a lot of games, I'm not really the, the, the biggest first-person shooter fan. Um, but this Evolve looks like it could be a lot of fun. I, I think some of the different gameplays and styles within Evolve just seem like it'd be more, more my cup of tea and everything like that. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see about Destiny. I know it's going to be a huge seller, Destiny will. Uh, so I, that's, I don't know if I want to pass that up. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, but this Evolve definitely looks great. Can't wait to see the beta in January and then the game coming out in February. Um, and then we're going to go a little old school here with our next story. So the next story is going to be about RuneScape. RuneScape is 13 years old, and it is actually getting its first expansion. I know there have been a lot of updates to RuneScape. I played RuneScape for a very short time. I never actually paid to play runescape i played on the free servers when it was free back in the day um never really got too far didn't get too too much into the game i played it maybe for about a month if that even and probably just during the weekends or just a few hours here and there i didn't i never got too too deep into the game i really didn't have really any any friends that actually had played the game everybody else was playing other mmos at the time i can't think of actually anybody that i actually played any of the major MMOs of that time um, that were actually paying to play, uh, actually playing RuneScape. So it was an okay game. It still seems to be fairly popular. You can find streams um, on Twitch for it quite often. If you go out to Twitch, there's usually streams going on all the time of people that are still playing RuneScape, people that are very high level, doing a lot of different things. Uh, but it's crazy that out of all of the updates that they've done over the years, they've updated the graphics, they've changed the game pretty much, I would say, extensively uh, from what it was back in the day. But they're saying that this is pretty much their first true expansion pack. 
And I find it interesting they're calling it an expansion pack, considering you, you're not really purchasing a game like you are with like other MMOs like Elder Scrolls Online or um, like with World of Warcraft and the new um, expansion that's coming out for that. It, it's not like you really have to go out and purchase the expansion. Uh, it sounds like they're releasing this expansion, we'll say in quotes, um, in I think three different parts is how they're going to do it. Uh, but it sounds like this is going to be the end of the saga of the elves that had originally started back in 2001. I guess this whole quest and storyline has been unfolding since then. So um, I may actually see if I can get into my uh, RuneScape account and just maybe check it out. It's been years since I've actually logged into it. I don't even know if I can get into it anymore. Uh, I'll have to look at it and see, but I I wouldn't mind checking it out, especially I know that there was a large graphics update several years ago that was supposed to change the graphics around quite a bit. Uh, the last time I looked, though, I thought you actually had to pay to be able to utilize the extra graphics and the graphical, graphical upgrade. Um, I don't know if any of that stuff has changed. It's been so many years, so I'll have to look at that. Maybe I can. Maybe that could be like a way back Wednesday type of thing. Um, after we finish Ultima 1, we can maybe do a little RuneScape. We'll see about that. 13 years is old, but some of the other games I'm playing in Wayback Wednesday are older than that. Um, let's talk about some more Gamescom stuff that was announced. Uh, we talked a little bit about Microsoft. Let's talk a little bit about Sony. So Sony announced their uh, system update 2.0, which is going to include SharePlay and YouTube sharing. Uh, the YouTube sharing sounds outstanding. So Right now with the PS4, if you're doing any sort of video stuff, when you upload it, you can upload it to your Facebook um, account. Uh, the new YouTube share will actually let you upload the videos to your YouTube channel, which I think is great because that's pretty much where I put all my Let's Plays anyway. I put them up on YouTube. Um, so I don't even leave my Twitch stuff on Twitch. I pretty much am completely fine with their new system and them getting rid of any of the on-demand streaming stuff um, from their system of mine. I save all my stuff locally, produce it, and then I pump it up to you know YouTube and let YouTube just basically be my external hard drive um, since that seems to be the best place to store that stuff anyway. So that will be one thing in the 2.0 system update that I really like. The other thing that's coming out is going to be what they're referring to as their share play. So what the share play is, is Sony's actually talked about this before, where you're going to be able to play a game and actually share it kind of with a friend, but a friend who is actually remote to you. So if you have a friend that lives... Um, down the street if you have a friend that actually lives across the state or even across the world um, you'll be able to actually play games together so even if they don't own the game you are playing they will be able to play some of the multiplayer components with you it sounds like it's going to be only available in 60 minute chunks um, from reading several of the different um, stories that I've put together and I have put together stories from like um, GameSpot, Polygon, I tried to grab a couple of different stories and make sure I tried to get as much information on this as I could um, so it sounds like it's going to be playable in 60 minute sessions uh, and it sounds like you also need PlayStation Plus to be able to do this so that's one. That's the other thing that you're going to need um, the, uh, the other thing is not only will they be able to play a multiplayer game with you they're kind of going to be able to help you out like let's say if you're stuck at a certain part of the game so if you're going through a game and you can't get past a boss or something and you want to let one of your friends kind of jump in and play your game while you're playing it they can actually take control of your remote control of you know of your a dual shock 4 and they'll be able to 
play through the boss and maybe get through get you to the the next part of the game which sounds pretty interesting i mean i don't want to say it's cheating because there are some parts where some people may just be stuck on something maybe they they just need a little assist so if they don't have anybody sitting next to them on a couch and they have a buddy who's across town that can maybe help them out for a couple minutes that sounds pretty cool uh i don't think we've ever seen any of these types of features before in in any sort of gaming console so a lot of this stuff is going to be really new uh, so we're going to have to wait and see how this stuff works. I'm guessing some of this stuff is probably piggybacking off of um, the PlayStation Now um, backbone and software that they're using. Uh, it could be doing something like that. I'm not really too sure how they're doing uh, the back end on some of this stuff, being able to share some of these games. But my guess is it has to use to do something along with their um, PlayStation Now with the software they have that's that's controlling that. That's my guess. Hopefully we'll get some more information on some of that stuff and how it's all working from a back end um, at some time. Because uh, I'm kind of really interested in seeing how, how some of that works just from just from a data center point of view. Con considering I work in IT, I, I'm kind of interested in that whole thing. Some of the other bigger news for Sony um, was that they actually announced they sold 10 million consoles, and that was sell-through, not shipped. And the funniest thing in the world in regards to announcing this is back in 2008, Don Matrick, who worked for Microsoft at the time, who was basically heading up the 360, said um, in a quote here, and this is on um, GameSpot, has this quote here from him that he had stated back in the day, history has shown us that the first company to reach 10 million in console sales wins the generation battle. Um, and that was he was basically referring to the 360 against the PS3 back then, um, because the 360 did have a whole year lead on the PS3. So it's it it was pretty obvious that the 360 would reach um, you know 10 million probably a little faster than the PS3. The PS3 coming out of the gate with their extremely high price at the time and. And just the, I think some of the difficulties the developers were having in producing games for the system were just some of the things that hampered it and let kind of Microsoft run away with that last generation. Although towards the end of the generation um, here lately, I think Sony has caught up to uh, Microsoft and it's been more neck and neck um, between the 360 and the PS3. And as far as this current console goes, the PS4 and the Xbox One, um, considering they started off within a week apart, a week apart of each other, uh, Sony's kind of run away with it. Um, but Microsoft's still going to be in the hunt, and they're they're not going to stop. And I, I think it's I think it's good if both consoles just sell through a lot because the competition and the games that are going to be produced are just going to be that much better, and us as gamers are just going to be able to enjoy it that much more. So, jumping forward to a little bit more Sony news, they are releasing their PlayStation TV on October fourteenth. Um, I will possibly be looking into getting one of these. Um, I'm hopefully replacing the television in my bedroom, which is an old CRT TV um, with an LCD TV here soon. And if I do, I will definitely be grabbing a PlayStation TV so I can pretty much play PlayStation 4 stuff up in my bedroom with a PlayStation console being down in the living room. And my wife won't be able to say a damn thing about it. Um, but it's going to be released for $99. Bucks. It's... Um, that's going to be for the console itself. They have a $139 bundle, which is going to come with a DualShock 3 controller, an HDMI cable, and an 8-gig memory card, and a copy of LEGO, the movie, video game on PS Vita. So I would probably just need the $99 version. I don't need the game. Don't need an 8-gig memory card. 
Those are cheap. And I have two DualShock 3s, so I'm kind of covered in that department. Um, but I just wanted to mention that that was coming out on October 14th. And the crazy thing is, we still have not heard, or at least I still haven't seen. If anybody does, email the show, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Let me know. Maybe it's something I have missed, but I still have not seen Sony announce a 64 gig memory card for the PlayStation Vita yet that's coming out to the U.S. And that's something that, like I said, I have the Japanese. I've grabbed one from the from Japan, so I'm kind of good in that department. But I'm just extremely surprised that Sony has just kind of like just neglected that whole part of their of the of the deal and just kind of is ignoring kind of like the Vita in that department. So we'll have to wait and see if they actually um, do if they actually do announce anything. So couple more stories we have here before we get into the what i'm playing now section of the podcast microsoft um we were just talking about sony and microsoft before and i probably should have moved this story up a little bit so it kind of coincided a little bit better and segued a little better um GameSpot they had an uh interview with um phil spencer and they kind of realized that you know Xbox One is currently the underdog. I think they came in with a higher price this time, just like Sony had last generation. Um, Sony's kind of run away with it. Microsoft fumbled a little bit with their whole uh, PR stuff that they did during not this past E3, but the E3 before. Um, you know, and he and Phil Spencer says, you know, he has a PS4, and he he kind of wants both consoles to succeed, but he definitely wants to sell more Xboxes and. That's completely understandable. He works for Microsoft. He probably gets a hell of a bonus if the Xbox Ones are selling better than the PS4s. Um, but they, 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 they pretty much realize that it's it's just going to be a long a long generation of gaming um, for everybody. So do not count Microsoft out. Um, they're still going to be in this race. And like I said, I think it's just going to be good for everybody as long as both of them are around. I don't think we want to lose too many more hardware manufacturers as far as the consoles go. Um, I think the three that are currently out there, the big three, your Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, all need to stick around and just give each other some good competition, come up with some great innovative ideas for us gamers to enjoy, and and just bring us some really good games that we can we can just can all you know play and have a really good time with. So. One of the things I know I'm going to be having a good time with here in the next couple of weeks, it's probably just a little bit over a week away as of tomorrow, um, and that will be the Walking Dead Pinball. That's coming out August 26th. Pretty much all I'm going to say about that one. Um, I've been waiting for this game for a while. This has been on my wanting to play list ever since I first heard it announced, so I kind of just wanted to throw it in there and say it's coming out August 26th. It's finally got a date. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. So now... Since we talked about stuff that's coming out recently and all the stuff that's being updated, let's reminisce a little bit. Polygon had an article. It was the Sega Genesis's 25th birthday the other day. And this was actually probably about four days ago. Um, so Sega Genesis was the second console that we... Um, not the second console we had in our house because we probably had a couple other consoles before that. Because um, I believe my first console would have probably been the Odyssey 2 by Magnavox. Then we had the original Nintendo, the NES, and then we had the Sega Genesis. We actually skipped the Super Nintendo in my house um, because we had the Sega Genesis and um, all of our friends had Sega Genesis as well for some reason. I'm not too sure why. I don't know. I, I know there's a lot of people that had Super Nintendo 
um, a lot of people that had Super Nintendos, but it seemed like most of my my friends and most of the people I knew all had Genesis. So, um, one of the things they were talking about, you know, like what was your what games in the Genesis did you love the love the most? I'd probably have to say a lot of the sports games back then were the things that we probably played the most between me and my brothers and just a lot of our close friends. Also, fighting games, Mortal Kombat. When Mortal Kombat came out on the Genesis, that was something that was just constantly played. Um, there were there were there were so many other games that we had and so many other games that were great on the on the, on the console. I can't even remember. I need to dig out our our old Sega Genesis and actually turn that thing on and um we we have a we had the sega cd for it so of course we played games like night trap sewer shark um sherlock holmes uh, and just all of those things uh, but it's just the, the genesis was was at a time where we we just played a lot of video games and there were just a lot of things that were coming out and it was it was just a good time to be a gamer uh just just with everything that was being produced at the time so i i can't say it was probably any better than now I mean, because there's there's just so many good games coming out recently, and, and you know, in the past couple of years, and and that are slated to come out in the rest of 2014 and into 2015, it's it's just been a good time, I think, to do that. So, I know one of the other games I'm really looking forward to in our next story is No Man's Sky, and some of the information they released on this game is just completely crazy. I saw some number today that I don't even couldn't even I wouldn't even know how to pronounce the number, but. One of the things they stated was that players would need 5 billion years to explore every planet for just one second. So if you plan on playing this game and you want to see everything, um, you better just quit work, quit school, um, just live in your parents' basement and just play No Man's Sky and see how much of the game you can you can play through. Um it just sounds like it's just going to be a massive, massive game. That just, that just completely sounds that crazy, and I can't even comprehend how big that damn game is going to be. So, for our last part of the news for what I'm playing now, we are going to talk about one more board game that was announced at Gen Con, and that is Golem Arcana. This was actually a Kickstarter game. I had showed this to my wife. Um, I think when the Kickstarter was going on, I did not get in on this Kickstarter. Because uh, I really wasn't too sure how the game was going to be or how it was going to play and everything. Um, I did watch a video of it being played at Gen Con. And damn, it makes me wish I would have gotten it in the Kickstarter. And I'm kind of looking forward to um, getting getting this game or playing it at um, one of the board game nights. Uh, Golem Arcana is basically looks to be a game that is pitting two players against each other with kind of like... An army of golems. Now your 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 characters do have pilots on them, and depending on the pilot you put on there, that actually changes the stats on on the on the character you're controlling. You know, I guess we can call them golems. Um, the interesting thing about this miniature board game, though, is um, it, it it uses an iPad, iPhone, Android type of app that runs on either your phone or, or a tablet type device. It also has a wand with it, kind of like a pen, like a touch pen, that where you can touch the actual miniatures themselves or you can and you can touch the board game and it will actually show you combat and do everything kind of for you. Um, similar to, the, to along the lines of what like a mage knight game would be where you would spin the dials that would have all of the different information on the dials all of this stuff is contained within the app so if you're doing combat or movement you can touch the base of the 
of the figure and then touch the mat as to where you want it to move it will tell you whether it's a legal move or not and then you can move the piece there and it will actually reflect that on the game board which is also shown on the display of your tablet or phone um, you can dig pretty deep down into some of the stats actually even within the application that they have for the game uh, they were showing that during combat if you wanted to see why things were a certain way as far as combat stats and everything went you can kind of dig deep down into those numbers the other cool thing that's kind of like it is you can use the random number generator that's within the application or you can actually use your own dice and then actually enter those into the app as you would just you know after rolling them and then the game would actually you know calculate whether you were whether you had a successful attack or a failed attack based on what you had rolled so you don't have to rely on the application the random number generator that's within the app itself you can use dice if you still like to get that kind of like tactile feeling of rolling the dice which to me sounds pretty interesting the game looks great i was looking for it it looked like there was like one um available still on amazon and it didn't, didn't seem like it was that badly priced i think it was only around 70 bucks uh for a miniature board game that actually sounded sounds like a pretty pretty damn good price whereas some of the other kickstarters i've seen coming out are sometimes around 100 plus especially when there's miniatures involved um this one looks pretty cool like i said i showed this one to my wife i was i was kind of really interested in it back then now that i've kind of seen it it was actually just released uh, the other day at gen con i was just like wow that just looks like something i i definitely want to play all right, we're going to jump into the what I'm playing now part of the show. And what have I played for the week? I have played a hell of a lot. I've played a, quite a few video games. I've also played a bunch of board games. But let's start off with some of the uh, video games I've been playing. Hand of Fate. So we did a stream on Saturday of Hand of Fate. Um, I think it was a horrible stream. I played like crap. I pretty much played like shit. Um, part of that was my fault. Part of that was the game's fault as well. Um, there were several times where I was trying to run through a level and I got hung up on the the environment one time. There were a couple of different times where um, where where the just the frame rate just kind of went to heck. Uh, so I'm definitely I need to produce the video still. So I'm going to produce that tonight. Get that up on the forums maybe for them tomorrow. Um, and and then tell them at some of the different times in there as to when I experienced some of the issues. I still had a blast with the game. We did I did unlock um, several cards um, because I was able to finish quite a few cards. So it wasn't a full bust of a night, but as far as a rogue game goes, you know, because it's kind of like a rogue light game where you're restarting after every death. Uh, I just couldn't get past the one boss I was fighting against. I would get so far, and there were there was once or twice where I actually thought I was maybe going to make it to to the boss character and maybe come close to him, and I just drew a card that kind of just set me down a path that just kind of went straight to hell, and everything just went to hell in a handbasket, and I was pretty much trying to paddle up. A shit crick without a paddle i mean so um that was crazy still a great game i'm going to be playing it again this saturday so if you're interested in watching that i'm usually starting my streams probably around eight o'clock on saturday evenings at the eastern time um so keep an eye out for that and you can see if you like that game or not it's an early access on steam i'm still giving it a thumbs up um and it's definitely something that i want to play so I would give it a go um, as far as if you're interested in, in playing something new. Um, I played a little bit more of Civ 5 over the weekend. Um, not going to talk too much about that. Civ 5 is Civ 5. Um, if you're familiar with any of the Civilization games, it's just that. Um, I'm just trying to destroy my opponents. I've 
pretty much conquered one whole landmass, and I've moved pretty much half of my army over to a second landmass, and I'm um, starting to annihilate the people over there. So we'll see how much further my army can go. Um, and then I kind of fell down some little rabbit hole that really surprised me that I would even enjoy, and for some reason I did. I bought Rogue Legacy a while ago, and I can't remember if I got it on a Steam sale or if I got it off of one of the Humble Bundles, um, but it's been in my Steam account for a while, and I've played it a few times. I probably didn't have more than a half hour played with it or not, and I've, I always thought, yeah, it's okay. It's a platformer. Not a huge platformer fan. I know it's been released on um, the PS4 here, I think, this week. Um, this week or next week, or maybe it was just released. Um... And I, I was listening to a couple of podcasts. People were saying they were really getting into it. And I was like, let me just sit down and try this again. And I sat down Saturday and grabbed the 360 controller, hooked up Rogue Legacy, and just kind of started going at it. And once I got into it, I was like, all right, let's start reading the wiki so I can start understanding some of this shit a little bit better. Because I really wasn't too sure how to start advancing my character or what path to take and where I should be putting my points into because it seems like when you're at the manor and you put more points into something other things then go up in price so everything doesn't stay at the same price so I was like what's the most efficient way to do this and I think I had started off wrong let's say to begin with I was putting my points into other things and should have been trying to go for the minor and then trying to get the more gold per level thing and for me right now to get that it's a lot of money um, and I'm not usually able to get that much money in a run right now, so I'm still working on that. Uh, but I played a hell of a lot of that on Saturday, and then on Sunday, I kind of just jumped right back into it and just wanted to play some more and just couldn't put the controller down. I was usually those rogue type of games, especially a platformer, I usually kind of either get bored with right away or just so frustrated with that I just want to throw my controller through the screen. Um, but there was just something about Rogue Legacy. I was just like, all right, let's just keep playing let's just try it again let's just try it again and there were some runs where i would get you know over a thousand gold there were other runs i'd get maybe 30 gold depending on how the screens lined up and and what all kind of came into play for me but i did see a couple of the different areas i was able to make it i think all the way to the right into kind of like the forest and then i made it up to the top one time and i can't remember what that way what that area was called um, but I think I did see like two different areas outside of the main castle, which I had never seen before. So it's, it was almost like a little carrot on a stick, just trying to see how far we could actually get just by playing it over and over again. I don't know how many generations I went through. Um, I know I had gone through more than 20 at one time because I said I died more than 20 times and that was an achievement. Um, but if you've never played Rogue Legacy and you have a PS4, pick it up on the PS4 if it's coming out on Xbox One. Um, I know, or... Look for it on a Steam sale. Pick it up. It is, it's actually a cool little rogue rogue type game. So, some of the other games I played this past week, a couple of board games uh, during board game night. The first game that I sat down was a card game called Sushi Go. Um, cool little card game. You start off with a hand of cards, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to match up different, basically types of sushi or different cards that will give you points. You play three rounds, and the interesting part about this game is the hand of cards that you start with aren't the hands, isn't isn't the hand of cards that you're basically going to end with, because you're going to take one card, put it down in front of you, and then whatever cards are left in your hand, you're going to put them together, set them down to your left, 
and then everybody flips over the card that they put down in front of them, and then you look to your right, and you pick up the deck that your opponent just had in their hand, and you basically do the same thing, and you're just, it's kind of just like a deck turn, a deck kind of turning game, whereas you're picking up, you know, you're picking up the cards, you're trying to do matches, score points, there's just several different types of sushi that I'll give you for combining different types. You'll get different points for it. There's who has the most pudding at the end of the game. There's just a, bu a bunch of different things you can collect. Cool little game. I think I looked up, I think it's only like 15 bucks on Amazon or something like that. Quick 20-minute little card game. Um, and there's only three rounds. So basically, like the first time you're playing clockwise, the next time you're playing counterclockwise, and then the next time you're playing clockwise again that third round. So... It's really quick and easy to teach to somebody. I learned it pretty quick. Um, once I basically had kind of like two two hands, you know, two two different kind of, you know, decks, you know, cards in my hand, I kind of was like, okay, I see where this game's going. And it was just quick and easy. You know, you can knock it out, like I said, in 20 minutes. Cool little game. The next game we played with was a little more intricate and um, had a little bit more meat to it than Sushi Go. It was called Fleet. Um, this is a card game that's a couple years old, and it's kind of like a fishing game. So when I say fishing game, it's not like Go Fish, because the one guy set, kept saying, we're going to go fishing. So I, I was kind of thinking, okay, this is going to be like Go Fish or something. I wasn't really too sure where he was kind of going with this whole fishing thing, but literally what it is is... You're starting off with a deck of cards, or with a hand of cards, and the cards basically will have different fishing types on them, like fishing boats. And there's a lot of different, there's like several different phases to the game. I think there's like five different phases to the game, and the first phase is the auction phase. And every player you go around in a circle is going to get a chance to basically bid on a fishing license. And they have more than just fishing license in there. There's a couple of different. There's several different types of fishing ships, kind of like crab, cod, shrimp, etc. And each of the different cards, or each of the different type of fish that you're fishing for, can actually give you different bonuses. Like I had several shrimp boats or shrimp licenses, and each license gave each shrimp license gave me an extra gold to spend. Now the strategy really comes into play when after you purchase a fishing license, you then need to lay down boats. So you want to make sure if you buy a shrimp license, you have a shrimp boat. Um, so then you would play that card. But then you also need to man that boat with a captain. And you can use any card in your hand as the captain. But you really want to pay attention because you have, like I was stating, different types of fishing boats on the cards but each different type of card had different coins to it so that was the gold that you would spend to actually purchase the different licenses so you really want to make sure and pay attention to the cards you're playing and if there's a license out on the board that you want to maybe get next round you might not want to use that card as your captain card because the captain card kind of just goes dead it kind of goes under the fishing boat and it's just kind of used to actually catch fish the object of the game is to score victory points and you score victory points by basically each turn for every ship that you actually have that's actually captain you put a little token on there and those tokens give you victory points the different licenses you have give you victory points um, some of the higher end cards, once you get into the game, they have like, um, like a fishing pub, which gives you like 10 victory points. It was kind of like a, it was a cool little card game and a little bit, like I said, a little bit more meat to it than, um, than Sushi Go did, had, it took a little bit more to explain it. And it took me maybe one round of playing to actually kind of see 
where we were all going with the game. Um, but I, I, got a, I got a handle on it pretty quick, and I wouldn't mind playing it again. It was, it was a pretty neat little game. And both of them, both Fleet and Sushigo, I think, are under 20 bucks. I think Fleet was like right around 20, and Sushigo was right around 15. If you probably look for it out on Amazon or someplace or your local game store. So, one of the other games we played down at Board Game Night was a game called Alien Frontiers. Now, this was a dice game, and this was a dice game like I've never played before. So, Alien Frontiers, it's kind of a dice game where you're basically using the dice as your... They're kind of like your fleet of ships. Um, and this is kind of like a resource management game and a planetary development style game. Because kind of what you're trying to do is you're trying to um, use the dice to basically... Um, expand your fleet so you can roll more dice per turn and there's different sections on the board where you can play the dice depending on what you rolled so if you wanted to if you rolled a six you can actually take one of your tokens that you'll get everybody has starts off with i think it's like six um six colony tokens and the object of the game is to well, the end of the game basically the game ends when somebody places their last colony out on the board over over the map area and what you're trying to do is you're trying to colonize as many different um, areas as you can on the board and you get points for that but you can only get points for it if you have the majority of colonies on that space so if i put down a colony on a space and then somebody else puts a colony down there i would have gotten two points originally for that space but then when somebody else colonized it with me, I would lose a point and they would get a point. Now, if I took it back over and put like another colony on there, so I had two and they only had one, I would get a point back and they would lose the point. So the, the point system in this game was really crazy. But the dice really added a lot of uh, fun to the game. Because when you're rolling the dice and you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your dice, um, it all comes down to the different spots on the board of where you can play them some of the spots were like like i said one if you rolled a six you could put that down and actually take a colony card or a colony token and put that on a on, on a spot on the on the board but the big thing to that is that six-sided dice that you rolled there's only one of those spots on the board so only one player could could um, be on that spot for that turn or for that round, I guess you could say. And when it came back to that player and he went to pick up his dice, that die, he would actually have to... He would not be able to roll again. That would go back into his fleet of ships that he couldn't use. So you're almost basically giving up a die by bringing out a colony card. Now, there's other ways you can bring out colony tokens. That was just one of the ways. But it was it's things like that that make the game really strategic and really interesting and was not like any other dice game I've ever played before. Um, because of all the different sections that are on the board and the way there can only be so many dice in each section, you really have to think, what do I want to do this turn? What am I, what are my opponents doing? What cards do I have in front of me? Cause the cards can really, there were cards also in the game that could come into play. Cause one of the first cards I got was, um, basically stated that, um, nobody could take any resources from me. If they tried to take any resources or cards from me, they took that card only. And so one of the guys tried to play a card that basically let him steal from opponents real early on. And I was like, well, here, this is the only thing you can take from me. And he goes, I don't even want that. And he just moved on to somebody else. And I sat with that card pretty much the whole game. And nobody pretty much touched any of my shit. So it was kind of nice having that card. It was pretty cool. Um, 
It was, but like I said, it was an interesting little game. I guess there's several different expansions out to it that could expand the game in different parts of the game. It'll it'll add on different sections to the map and make the game, I think, a little bigger. Um, but as far as dice games went, I was really in the mood to play some to play like a pretty cool dice game. And I have to say that it was this was one of the better dice games I played. I, I had a lot of time playing it. A lot, you know, a lot of you know, fun time playing it. So. I think that's it. That was pretty much all I played for the week. And we are going to jump into the what I'm playing now part of the show. A um, couple of things that i am really got my eyes on. So the Pathfinder Adventure card game. I picked that up originally um, several months ago. And I've really enjoyed playing it. Well, they came out with a new one called Skull and Shackles. And it looks like this one's pirate-based. Um, so this one may be on my Christmas list, and I may have to talk to the wife about picking this one up. I still need to finish the original storyline and the original cards from the original game, but this Skull and Shackles, I don't think I'm going to be able to pass up. I definitely want to get my hands on that. Also, um, on board game night, I know I've been wanting to play Pathfinder. Um, work's been crazy the past couple of weeks, so I haven't had time to put together a character. I actually printed out a character sheet the other day. Um, I'm probably going to put together a pre-made character. And I'm hoping this Thursday to make it down to board game night and sit at the table with the Pathfinder guys and actually get in on a game of Pathfinder. I was going to try to do it this past week, but uh, with everything that was going on with work, I didn't have a chance to put together a character. Also, the last time I had talked to them, I think they would have been on the third section of a third part um, scenario. So I think this week they will be starting something new. So I think this would probably be the best time to actually jump in. I know the guys had told me that you pretty much jump in and out at any time. It doesn't matter whether you're there or not. If you miss a week, it's okay. It's no big deal. Um, you know, not everything has to be, you know, consistent from week to week. They're able to work around it. Um, but I kind of wanted to start at, you know, the first part of a scenario and the first part of a module or something and actually experience that. So I'm, I'm kind of going to be looking forward to that this Thursday. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that I can actually, actually pull the character together and um, get out my old dice and uh, do a little pen and papering game. So that's that's the two things that I'm really looking forward to. Both Pathfinder stuff. Hey, I know there's a lot of other things out there right now that I want to play, but those are the two big things on my list. So I think that's it. We are at the end of another podcast. Thanks for listening. Send us some email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Uh, you can find us on Google Plus, plus.google.com slash the plus symbol, what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, check out our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. I should have the Game Breaker Media coupon hopefully up on the site this week. I meant to do that over the weekend, just didn't get a chance to. So I'm going to have that up there. So if you're looking for any games, you'll be able to. I'll be able to give you a discount on a couple of things. I will have that up on the site. Um, check for us on iTunes. Give us some likes and some reviews on iTunes. I would appreciate hearing what everybody thinks of the podcast. Let me know what we can change or what we can do better to make the show better for you um, as the listener. Always willing to change some things around to see what we can do better um we're also on the xbox music store so check for us on there and like i said i'm working on getting us a couple other places so send us some emails what i'm playing now at gmail.com and let us know what you're playing now have a good week everybody we'll see you next week <laughs>